All right, good to see everybody Tuesday night, and we are live. Good to be back with everybody. Launching off of our pregame there with Harmeet Dillon and Tucker Carlson, I just want to talk about the DOJ for just a moment. And it pains me to do this as a former law enforcement officer myself, 25 years, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office right here in Southwest Florida. But the DOJ is really beyond repair. The Department of Justice, the FBI, and, you know, that, you know, they're not part of the DOJ, but everybody kind of thinks that they are. The FBI is, but like the CIA, the NSA, you know, places like that. I can't really speak too intelligently about the NSA, but certainly can about the CIA and other intelligence outfits are completely corrupted. But, and really what they are is nothing more than the Brown Shirt Gestapo, not of the political leadership, but of globalist leftists in America. And those, of course, would be the Democratic Party and some in the Republican Party. When you see the FBI doing whatever it is that they're doing now, notice that it has absolutely nothing to do with justice. It only has to do with social justice, which is simply a tool of Klaus Schwab and the WEF and his globalist puppets inside of the United States. The FBI is nothing more than the brown shirt Gestapo of the Democratic Party. If the FBI showed up at my door, I would do nothing. I would not speak to them. I would do nothing but get an attorney. I would never trust them. That's what got General Flynn arrested, was trusting them, never talked to them. They are not your friends. They are not your allies. They are adversaries. Dr. Matt Walsh, Matt Walsh uh, tweet, the subway suspect is a black supremacist. The Waukesha killer is a black supremacist. The guy who tried to assassinate a mayoral candidate is a black supremacist. The man, the only one who actually murdered, even though Joe Biden, even though Jen Psaki, even though Kamala Harris, even though many leftists continue to spout the lie that there were J6 protesters that murdered a Capitol police, police officer, that never happened. Sicknick died of natural causes. Everybody knows that. The, the coroner put it out. It's, I mean, again, it's not, it's not surprising that they spout things that are contrary to science, is it? Considering that we're 25, day, 25 months into 15 days to flatten the curve and they're still fighting for masks that don't work. The man who murdered a Capitol police officer was a black supremacist. In summary, white supremacy is the problem. That's what, now why do you put that in there, Tom? Because white supremacist terrorism is what Christopher Ray calls the most grievous threat to America is white supremacist terrorism. This to me has nothing to do with skin color. This has to do with agenda. The only reason why they pick white is because it advances their globalist agenda. And anybody who actually thinks that Joe Biden himself is not a racist, everybody who's espousing that you are a racist is projecting that which they are on you. When they call you a murderer because you didn't wear their useless masks, they themselves murdered the unborn to the tune of 40 million babies per year globally. That's who these people are. They're liars. And, and the FBI is nothing more than a propagandist wing 
a brown shirt Gestapo, a Goebbels propagandist wing for the Democratic Party, which is nothing more than a Goebbels propagandist wing for Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. That's who these people are. We ought not to be afraid of this, to speak of these things inside of the church. Many people think, you're a pastor, you shouldn't be speaking of political things. Well, I ask you this, show me your Bible verse that supports that, or is that as valid as it takes a village from Hillary Clinton. Always ask yourself, where does my philosophy come from? If it doesn't come from the word of God, then why is it coming from there? And, and who is the author of it if it's not coming from the Bible? We in the church ought to be a black robe regiment. We ought to be, I'm not talking about violence. I'm not talking about arming ourselves. You should be armed. Your second amendment rights say that you can be. I'm not talking about violence or anything else. I'm talking about we ought to be telling the truth. If you need self, if you need to defend yourself, all, all power to you and me. However, we ought to be a black robe regiment. That's why we named our streaming platform blackrobetv.com because that's who we are. We're, we're not afraid to speak anything here at Foundation Church because we're going to say what is happening in this country, whether it, how, and you know, you won't hear me say too much about taxes, too much about welfare or things like that, although, you know, I have definitely strong viewpoints on all those things, but you will hear me speak about biblical perspectives when it comes to politics, why not? And what we have right now are bold-faced lies coming from the Department of Justice. If you watch the intro to the podcast tonight from Tucker Carlson, speaking to Harmeet Dillon, who is the lawyer for Project Veritas and James O'Keefe, 200,000 of their emails were illegally seized by the FBI, why? Because they allegedly had information or the actual diary of, of Ashley Biden, Joe Biden's, uh, was she her niece, nephew? I can't remember which words, I can't remember which relative she is. But anyway, that's who she is. I mean, that's, that's why they did it. There was no reason to do it. They had every right to run with that story, which they never did. And they didn't not run with it, by the way, because they ran into legal trouble with the FBI. They decided long before the FBI ever seized illegally all of their materials to not run with it. That is where we are right now. It was like this, by the way, when Trump was in office, the FBI was exceedingly corrupt, where you had James Comey replaced by Andrew McKay, both of which swore under, under oath to, under, uh, to testimony to false uh, facts, that, things that were not facts, to attain FISA warrants to wiretap President Trump, both in Trump Tower and in the White House. They swore under these, these FISA warrants, they swore under oath, they left out exculpatory material, which is illegal. They actually swore under oath that the media was reporting about these various Russian collusion stories when they were the ones who gave the media the stories. So they gave the media the stories, the media reported on them, and then they swore under FISA, under the you know, penalty of perjury, felony perjury at that, that the media was reporting on it. The media was reporting on the stories that the DOJ, the FBI, leaked to them. 
that is where we are right now this is why and i'll link it all back to this in this 25th 25th month of 15 days to flatten the curve this is why as pastors as preachers as christians as christian leaders you don't strap masks on your face validating a fraudulent election where nobody can go and vote in person because it's too much of a grievous threat to their life that's why you don't do those things in the name of love. It is never loving to lie. It is never loving to participate in demonic fraud. It's never loving to do those things. I don't care how you camouflage it. I don't care what sort of voice inflection you put on it. It's never loving to do these things. More on the DOJ. Here's Julie Kelly. Play it for me. It proved at the highest level, did it not, ma'am? It absolutely did. We have FBI agents who have testified under oath that it did. So we need to find that out. Um, look, and what you were saying earlier, Christopher Ray issued a report in 2019 saying that white supremacist domestic terrorists pose the greatest threat to the homeland. He specifically said these are extremists who are plotting to kidnap and assassinate elected officials. Three years later, the only people that we have proof of who wanted to kidnap and assassinate political leaders are people in the FBI. So this is not just a political operation, it's a narrative operation to do exactly what you just said. Go after parents at school board meetings, surveil everyone, sur surveil social media posts. We know now that Facebook was in on this operation too. We have testimonies, someone flagged me the other day, Mark Zuckerberg bragged in October of 2020, how he helped, uh, Facebook helped work this imaginary kidnapping plan well that's not it what facebook was doing was helping the government create these groups by prompting algorithms of somebody put in stop the steal or they put in second amendment rights or they put in lockdown rallies it instantly prompted at least in this case the main informant to look at this wolverine watchman militia group that was only a facebook page so that is how these all of these interests same interests that stole the 2020 election are also helping create these fake domestic terrorists and entrap innocent men in the process. What Bannon and Kelly are talking about there, of course, is the false Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot of which everybody involved was just exonerated under the auspices of entrapment. The jury exonerated the suspects in that case. Just to review very quickly is there was 18 people involved in the alleged Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot that happened uh, very suspiciously and coincidentally right before the November 2020 election. Very strange that that would happen right before you have right versus left, right, regular right versus extreme leftist Joe Biden right before an election. And it's very, very coincidental that this happened right before that, of course, where you have these right-wing militias attempting to uh, kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, one of the biggest leftist globalist hacks on the planet, governor of Michigan. Shout out to Michigan. Love you guys there that aren't, don't vote for Gretchen Whitmer. However, 12 out of the 18 quote-unquote co-conspirators were FBI agents and or informants 12 out of the 18 so you had six people three of which were now completely just exonerated under the auspices of entrapment the fbi income we're going to go deep into this in a minute the media is in all of this the media has been involved with the government since project mockingbird it is they have never stopped 
Facebook is deeply engrossed in leftist globalist politics. Mark Zuckerberg does not consider himself to be a citizen of the United States, nor does Joe Biden. They consider themselves to be global citizens and part of the aristocracy, the bourgeois elite who want to control your lives. And so far, what they've tried in the United States is vaccinating 220 million Americans out of 330 million Americans from the latest from the latest census. But that's that's who these people really are. So there's 12 out of the 18 co-conspirators were at were the FBI actual FBI agents. The lead investigator was fired for strangling his wife at a swingers party. But that's who these people are. They, and, and how did F, how did the how did Facebook uh, join in with this? How did they help? They actually were prompting these sites. This this group that allegedly was going to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer was prompted. It's like Facebook. The reason why, if you're watching on Facebook right now, you can't see the intro to this show is because they ban us every single week. We don't even know why they ban us. Suddenly, what we'll have, you'll see our, we'll see our numbers grow up, grow, you know, to you know, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 200 people, 300 people, and then we're shut down because we're running it on two Facebook pages, the church and my own. So suddenly they shut it down. We have, we, they, they give us no notification. We have no idea. We have no way to find out what's happening. We have, we have no way to, to uh, protest it. We have, there's nothing we can do about it. Facebook is in on all this stuff. That's who they are. Obviously, you know, through all the Elon Musk stuff, Elon has exposed Twitter. I don't talk too much about it because there's not too much to talk about. Elon is trying to buy Twitter. They're not letting them buy it right now. Vanguard came in, which is a subsidiary of BlackRock, came in and bought up more shares than Elon has. It just goes back and forth. Elon can still win. I hope he does. I pray that he does in Jesus' name. I hope he takes over and we'll be back broadcasting live like we used to on Twitter also on Periscope. But Facebook is on it. What they were doing was prompting these sites. In other words, is they banned people like me who tell the truth. They were prompting sites that really didn't exist. They really didn't exist, like these alleged right-wing militia groups, which are the greatest existential threat to the United States, according to Christopher Ray and Joe Biden, which don't exist, which we've not seen one right-wing event happen yet, not one thing. People will say it's 1-6. 1-6 was mainly prompted by FBI agents and Antifa and BLM. That's what happened on 1-6 more than anything. There was Trump supporters that did illegal things and stupid things there also, but they shouldn't be languishing in prison, of course, for the last, what, where are we at now, close to 14 months for misdemeanor crimes or low-grade felonies. Believe me, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to law enforcement. I spent 25 years arresting and being and being part of arrests of people for felonies and misdemeanors. I know what I'm talking about. But Facebook was prompting these sites that really didn't exist to give inroads into the FBI. The FBI is creating these crimes. It's no different than Ruby Ridge. You look back at Ruby Ridge and the suspect in Ruby Ridge, it, it, he never was truly a suspect. They were infiltrating re alleged right-wing militias and they entrapped this guy into buying a sawed-off. They told him, we can't buy the shotgun at that because you saw a couple inches off the shotgun. And that's how Ruby Ridge started. And the guy's wife ended up being shot. That's the FBI. That's where we are. And it pains me to say that. I've met FBI agents. I've never, I've never worked with them. I've spoken to them and coordinated a few things with them, non-law enforcement related. But I hate to say that about the FBI. And by the way, it's not just the leadership of the FBI. If you're an FBI agent, it's a very interesting question that Tucker asked Harmy Dillon. Why is it that nobody in the DOJ is stepping down? Because they're all corrupt. If you're not corrupt, 
then why are you not a whistleblower? Why are you not speaking out? You know that the FBI infiltrated 1-6. You, you know who these people are. You know what's happening, and you're saying nothing? If you're saying nothing, then what's the, what's the ultimate evil? The ultimate evil is good people doing nothing. That's the ultimate evil. All right, go to the next one for me. I am, I am getting questions if this is true. According to a new filing by a, defense, by a defense attorney in the Oath Keepers case, that's the 1-6 case, at least 20 federal agents were near the Capitol on January 6th. Breaking federal court filings reveal over 20 FBI agents were embedded in the January 6th crowd. Could that be Ray Epps? We've shown, and you know, is there any way to ever prove it? There is if you have the right people running the DOJ. If you have the right people, if you have Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff running the 1-6 commission, then you're never going to know the truth. You're going to have people falsely imprisoned over the last 14 months. 14 months, people are sitting in prison for misdemeanor crimes, for unlawful parading, for trespassing, for trespassing when they didn't even know they were trespassing because Ray Epps removed the barriers. We have the videos and Ray Epps has not, Ray Epps was removing barriers. It has never been charged. This is the current status of the FBI and the Department of Justice. We must know this. And maybe, maybe starting as I always do, Christian, Christians first, the church first, and then conservatives, then independents, or moderates and then liberals maybe there's maybe there's hope but the reason why i tell you all this is maybe next time when the fbi comes out and says something when fauci comes out and says something when when the cdc comes out and says something when the world health organization maybe you won't believe them next time and strap masks on your face and lock down your churches because that's who these people are go to the next one for me heather Rodney Howard Brown tweet, nothing to see here. I'll show you the whole graph in just a minute. I'll read you the top, then I'll read you the bottom. From 2009, this is Bill Barr, to 2018, Dominion paid Barr $1.2 million in cash and granted him $1.1 million in stock awards according to SEC filings. SEC filings. The SEC is nothing but liberal. No wonder Barr can't find any voter fraud. Put up the whole graphic for me. So there it is. Now here's the thing. And where did I get this from? Right wing outlet 101? No, it's from Forbes. How Attorney General Bill Barr built up a $40 million fortune. It, how is it that a career attorney, government attorney, attorney general, making somewhere between $100,000 and $250,000 a year becomes worth $40 million? How does Nancy Pelosi, how is she worth one hundred and seventy? million and this is why bill barr when he met with president trump and president trump asked him to look into this he said that there was no federal voter there was no voter fraud in the federal election which is based the federal election is nothing more than 50 statewide general elections popular elections at that where you're going off the popular vote that's what, it, that's what it is. But he said there was nothing to look at. And we're seeing it in Arizona. We're seeing it in Georgia. We're seeing it in Pennsylvania. We're seeing it in Michigan. We're seeing elections on the verge right now in Wisconsin of being overturned. And their electors being recalled. And you have Bill Barr, who refused to even look into it, receiving $1.2 million from the Dominion Company. Why is that? Why, are we, why is it that he would say that there was no voter fraud? How would you even know? 
if you can't even get a case before a judge in two months after the election, how is it that Bill Barr conducted a thorough enough investigation in a matter of a week or two to know whether there was no, no voter fraud in any state? In any state, 50 states, not to mention the territories, that there was no voter fraud. Because Bill Barr is corrupt for the love of money is the root of all evil. First Timothy chapter six, verse 10. Here's the current state. This way I could show you a video like this out of New York. I could show you a video out of Los Angeles. This is the current state of liberal utopias. This is Houston, Texas in the United States of America. Play it for me. I think maybe the DOJ ought to be looking into a murder rate in the United States that's up between 25 and 40%. How about you? I think they ought to be looking into that. Now on the media, onto the media part. Now this is an interesting story. I usually don't delve too deep into these things, but this one just captured my attention and I had to look into it. It's the whole Taylor uh, Lorenz fiasco. Uh, Dr. Matt Walsh lives of, and I know it's really Matt Walsh if you look at his title, Dr. Matt Walsh, women's studies scholar. <laughs> <laughs> we we know so libs of tiktok repost content from from tiktok that's all libs of tiktok does libs of tiktok which by the way is run by a woman in the state of florida who shall remain nameless on this podcast she's been publicly exposed through taylor lorenz who is a benzos post which is of course the washington post former new york times uh, reporter all the, I use libs of TikTok all the time. You may see a libs of, you'll see a couple of their tweets in just a minute. But all libs of TikTok does, they don't do any editing. They show videos from TikTok on Twitter under the name of libs of TikTok. That's all that libs of TikTok, TikTok does. And of course, that's not allowed. Liberals, just like they don't want parents involved with their uh, six-year-old learning about anal sex, in the first grade, they don't want you to be involved in that. They don't want you to know about it. It's the same exact spirit here. It's the same exact attitude here. They don't want anybody to know because the, most of the people on, on TikTok are teenagers or even pre-teenagers. They don't want anybody to know what's happening on TikTok. So anybody that exposes them has to be doxxed. And that's exactly what they did here. They actually showed up at her home, which we'll get into in just a minute. This is important work because that's the site millions of kids use. The left is mad at her because they don't want to know what our kids are being exposed to. We're not supposed to see that stuff. Only our kids are. Just like they don't want anybody to see a teacher putting a condom on a banana in, a bunch of a, in front of a bunch of 10-year-olds. They don't want anybody to see that. They want to do that without parental knowledge. Why is that? Because it's an ushering in. It's an ushering in of perversion and pedophilia. That's what it is. It's the end times. It's the beginnings of sorrow you can read about in the book of Revelation. That's what it's all about. Next one, Christina Puchow, spokesperson for Ron DeSantis. Why Taylor Lorenz gave me a deadline of an hour to respond at 8 p.m. last night. She wanted to write in the Washington Post that Governor Ron DeSantis, press secretary, declined to comment on her relationship with libs of TikTok. Who has a relationship with a Twitter, Twitter site? As if it's shameful to follow, like, retweet the account. Nope. Go to the next one for me. There we go. Thanks for the quick. This is Taylor Lorenz 
49-year-old reporter. She hates people talking about her age. So it's Taylor Lorenz, 49, I repeat, 49-year-old reporter. Thanks for the quick reply, Christina. We'll note that you declined to comment on your relationship with the account unless you'd like to add something further. Then the response from Christina Puchow, on the bottom relationship with an account question mark why do you mean what do you mean by that i follow like and retweet libs of tiktok my interactions with the account are public she does a great job exposing degeneracy by showcasing liberals in their own words what's what's the problem it's a shame that any journalist would want to ruin her life and that's what exactly what taylor lorenz was doing she ended up showing up at at her relative's house tom cotton tweet the Benzos Post, Washington Post, owned by Jeff Bezos, covered up Hunter by Hunter's laptop by citing fears the emails could be part of a broader disinformation campaign. And just something on Bezos real quick. Think about how intertwined, how incestuous things are when, when probably the biggest purveyor of goods on the planet also owns one of the largest media outlets in the planet. We ought to be watching these things very closely and how they intertwine one with another. Same thing with Google, which owns a which owns at which owns an app store and, and Apple, which owns an app store, and then bans people from actually being able to put out podcasts like Alex Jones, you know, whatever it may be. The only true free source when it comes to leave this up, social media is Gab because they have their own server farm. Everybody else is living off the server farm of the app store. Sadly, that includes Rumble and Getter too, which I urge everybody to have an account on, but eventually they may end up being constricted by app stores. Just a side note, seeing how all of these people are related and the biggest purveyors of COVID tyranny are people like Bezos who own the supply chain, who own the media outlets. We have to have a parallel culture. We must be growing our own food. We must have our own media. We must have our own server farms. It's impossible to take down Black Grove Media because my producer, Aaron, has grown our own servers. You can't take, you can take me off Facebook. You can take me off Rumble, but you cannot. And you can take me off YouTube, but you cannot take down Black Grove TV because it's our own, it's our own server can't take us down google can't take us down nobody can that we have to have our own parallel culture back to the story now they publish the home address of a private citizen now should we do this to taylor lorenz should her home address be published see we would never do that. they project on us they call us violent but they're the ones who are violent they're the ones who advocate violence when do you see right-wing people dox anybody let's name it Never. You only see the left do it because the left is violent and call you violent. The left, the left is tyrannical. You have people right now, leave this up. You have the left right now, they'll come on and they'll call Ron DeSantis a bully for bullying Disney. Bullying Disney. So this is on Twitter right now. Bullying Disney. No, no, it was up for a vote. 14 to 7 in the Florida Senate. That's a vote. These are the same people calling Ron DeSantis a bully who want vaccine mandates, who want mask mandates put out by the CDC, not by vote, but by government dictate, by government fiat. That's who these people are. Democracy dies in the darkness. That's the acronym. That's the saying, the motto of the Washington Post who sent their reporters to a private citizen's house who just simply puts out 
she takes, she, she simply takes uh, posts from lips of TikTok and puts them onto Twitter. That's all she does. Not, there's, not, there's no adaptation whatsoever. There's no editing whatsoever. All right, next one, Jack Posobiec. Breaking, I am told, Taylor Lorenz herself, I put the herself in there, even showed up at the homes of family members of the, of the at-libs of TikTok person today. Go to the next one for me. Hi, at this, here's Libs of TikTok. I told you we put out some of her tweets. Hi, Taylor Lorenz. Which of my relatives, that's her right there, did you enjoy? Now, I want you to remember this face at the door of a private citizen harassing her for simply taking videos from one social media site and putting them on to another social media site. That's all that Libs of TikTok does. That's it. It's putting liberals' words that they want to remain in private or only being seen by your children and putting them into the adult arena. That's it. Taylor Lorenz does not like it. And notice that they're all masked. It, it, masks are nothing more than a leftist MAGA hat. That's all that it is. But the only difference is, is they get to breathe in their own latent coronaviruses and all other viruses all day long, sepsis and everything else all day long and limit their own immune system. That's why the only people in hospital right now for COVID are those who are fully vaccinated, which of course are those that are masked. So she, here she is, remember, Taylor Lorenz herself showing up at people's homes that she is going and doxing. Private citizens that did not want to be outed, that have a private account on Twitter, that she somehow got their personal address, personal phone number, whatever it may be, when I still to this day don't even know the name of the person who runs Lips of TikTok because I don't want to know. I have no interest in knowing. But here she is exposing her out, out to the public, to harassment, to possible violence. So here's a video. This is from Brian Anderson. When this story about lives of TikTok is published, remember this now deleted video, we still have it, of, of cry bully, cry baby, Taylor Lorenz sobbing on TV about how she felt when people published her private information. Remember, she just showed up at the house of the person who owns lives, who runs lives of TikTok. And she's right there doxing that person, exposing them to violence. But here she is when it happened to her. Play it for me. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating. And terrifying. It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. It's It's overwhelming. It's really hard. I love the little fake cry at the end. And the person sitting next to her is another woman trying to look like a man. These people are so perverted. They just are. If you, Aaron, if you could, if you find that, throw that back up side by side. I mean, you just have. I mean, I, I just have to give you all of my observations. I just, I can't resist it. But it's just so weird how it's, it's all the same people. It's all the same pervert. There we go. Perfect. And that's why, that's why Aaron's a great producer. There you go. It's all the same people. They're perverted. They force masks on you. They want you to show their papers. They're all a bunch of hierarchical hypocrites who don't follow their own dictates and run to Florida for their freedom. It's all just the same people. Oh, Tom, you're, you're judging by appearance. No, I'm judging by, but then both, all three of these people being on NBC crying about that which they are currently doing. She's crying about being doxxed and then doxing people. Go to Libs of TikTok tweet. Next one. Here it is. Just, I'm just reading the bottom part. 
Of course, you see the MSNBC headline. One of three women under 35 experience online harassment. By the way, Taylor Lorenz is 49, so she doesn't fall into that. Again, 49 years old. The front page reporter at the bottom I'm reading, Taylor Lorenz, recently of the New York Times and now the Washington Post, uses the skills she learned growing up in old Greenwich, Connecticut, and while being educated at Greenwich High School and absolutely lovely boarding schools in the Swiss Alps to express, here they are, you know, the defenders of the oppressed who are the elitist bourgeois globalist snobs on NBC News meet the press daily. The trauma and victimization she endures from critics of her journalism, journalism which she has often weaponized to destroy the lives of many powerless people, including teenagers on April 1st, 2022. There you go. That's who this person is. Go to the next one for me. Will Chamberlain tweet? It's not just Taylor Lorenz. Who is responsible for doxing libs of TikTok? Taylor, Taylor has an editor, Christina whatever, who absolutely should explain herself. Editor overseeing the Washington Post. This is her. Christina, she needs to answer why it is. Maybe she needs to have people show up at her personal address. That's, that's, you know, it's, you know, Ron DeSantis is setting the tone for all of us. You know, he's not so much setting it for those of us that have stood the whole time. My church never closed. I've never social distanced. I've never done any of that crap, but he's setting the tone for all the weak right wingers that are out there. You got to fight fire with fire. You know what? Disney wants to sit there. You know, has, has everybody noticed Disney over the last two weeks? No, you wouldn't because Jiminy Cricket is out. He's cricket. There's, there's just crickets. There's nothing because they're scared to death of Ron DeSantis. You know what? You want to speak out and you want to be a groomer. You want to, Aaron, find that video for me when you have a chance on the groomer one from Disney. Just at some point, we've got to throw it up there. I can't let that die from last, from Saturday night. But we, Disney, if they want to speak out and they want to groom kids, they want, they want to have political influence, you know, influence, fine. Then you know what? You can be political. And all of your special little tax exemptions, then they go bye-bye. Play for me, Aaron. When you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. There you go. If, they, if that's who they want to be, keep that handy for me, brother. If that's who you want to be, no problem. Fight fire with fire. They can lose all their special exemptions and their own, their own special little governance that they have. Bye-bye to that. Great. It just got voted down. It's not tyranny. It's not bullying. It's called votes. It's not government edict. It wasn't in an executive order. It was voted on by the representatives of the 22 million of us that call Florida home and probably 23 to 24 million now from all the people that are moving down here. And if you vote for Ron DeSantis, you're more than welcome. If you vote for Charlie Crist or Nikki Freed, get the heck out of here and move back to Massachusetts where you belong. If you want to wear a mask, get out of here. There's plenty of places for you to wear a mask. And just speaking of, you know, more, more capitulation to, to the media giants, here comes a form, you know, this, I used to love this site. I just noticed the other day, I still have them on my phone. I can't figure out how to get them off. So I'll give my phone to Aaron afterwards. He'll figure out how to get them off my phone. But you see, another one bites the dust. And I know no, most of you watching this podcast already know, but it's getting worse at DuckDuckGo. And I mean, I love DuckDuckGo. I advocated for the first two years of this podcast, a little under two years of this podcast. I pushed DuckDuckGo out there. 
Now I can't stand him. Look at this. DuckDuckGo CEO Gabriel Weinberg has announced that the search engine will be purging all independent media outlets. Chantel Gottlier uh, tweet media outlets from the platform and will replace them with trusted media mainstream media outlets bravo ya ya vo ya comandante congratulations duck duck go for destroying your company are they being bought up by google or something are, are they are they being just being consumed by google or or some other search engine switch off i'm telling you this i'm not telling you to go to google I'm switching like to Yahoo or something. And I know that they're, listen, at least I know what I'm dealing with then. I know, I know what I'm dealing with. I'd, I'd rather just go ahead, you know, keep your friends close, your enemies closer. And I'll just go ahead and deal with my enemies then. Just get off of duck, duck, go. We have to fight fire with fire when we need the next, uh, tech entrepreneur to set up the next, the next duck, duck, go. You set up the next, the next one. It's going to take off like a rocket. All right, next one, let's switch, shift into vaccines. Dr. Heather Diamond, how good is the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccination? The absolute risk reduction, AAR, so whenever you see AAR, absolute risk reduction. In other words, absolute risk reduction, hard to say, is comparing whether you took it or not. What's the risk reduction between if you took, if you took it? How much, of your, how much risk are you averting by taking the COVID-19 vaccination. Now, listen, I know this is a far more complex uh, uh, discussion because the vaccine is not just about risk aversion. The vaccine is causing millions of people across the globe to drop dead or in the future drop dead. That's going to happen if you've been vaccinated. You are a ticking or you at least at, at minimum are a potential ticking time bomb from capillary blood clotting get a d-dimer test immediately or add antibody dependent enhancement syndrome the the hospitals are full of the vaccinated let leave this up for me i want to make sure that you get these stats pretty much right now every show that i put out you can't get these stats because the cdc refuses to put out hospitalization data for the vaccinated in the united states as well as death data for the vaccinated in the united states why would that be and where are you liberals out there? Why, why do you not want to know? Why do you not want to know the percentage of people in the hospital for COVID-19 that are vaccinated? Why would you not want to know that? Have you ever asked yourself questions like this? Have you ever asked yourself the question? If you're vaccinated as a Christian right now or as a conservative and you defend that viewpoint, then I want you to defend it under the auspices of why would the CDC, of which... Their vaccination is the one you love and the one that you are advocating for and the one that you pimped and hoard inside your own churches. I want to ask you this. How, I want you to defend it using the science under the auspices of why is the CDC refusing to release data about those who are hospitalized for COVID-19 that are vaccinated or those that are dying of COVID-19 that are vaccinated. Why? I want you to defend your vaccination, pastor. All the, I mean, oh man, there's so many names in my head right now, big name pastors that pimped and hoard vaccinations. You might as well pimp and whore abortions because if they can't abort you inside the womb, the globalists want to abort you outside the womb. You have many, you have not many, but two that I'm aware of right now. Liberal politicians pushing for abortions up to 28 days after the birth of the child. Don't tell me they don't want to abort you outside the womb, but I want you to defend that. 
90% of COVID deaths in Australia are fully vaxxed. 90% of their, their hospitalizations for COVID-19 are fully vaxxed. Exact same data in Israel, exact same data in Scotland, exact same data in Great Britain. And Great Britain, according to Alex Berenson, has now stopped releasing their COVID vaccination death and hospitalization data. Why would that be? Defend your vaccinations, please. Defend them. Here's the, here's the ARR. 0.84%, not a spelling error, less than 1%. So, again, this is a greater discussion. I know that the vaccinations do nothing but harm. Let me make sure that you get, but I'm, I make sure everybody understands that. However, understand this, using their own numbers against them is fantastic fun. It's great. Here, this is their own data. This is from the CDC. This is their, this is their own data. So, if you took a vaccination, you improved your odds of surviving COVID by 0.84% before you die of capillary blood clotting, before you die of a cardioembolism, coronary embolism. This means, bottom line, this is, this is a correction, this is not the CDC's data, this is Pfizer's data, which they would want, again, defend your vaccination under the auspices of Pfizer not wanting to release their data for 75 years of how they developed the vaccination and had to lose in federal freaking court over it to release it. Defend your vaccinations. Mainline Christian leaders at the Baptist Theological Seminary. Come on, you Southern Baptists. Come on, come on, defend it. Defend your vaccination that you said was a gift from God. Come on, defend it. You can't. You're going to defend a vaccination that the people who developed it didn't want to release how they developed it for 75 years. Defend your vaccination, please. Bottom line, this means, literal this time, bottom line, this means that the benefit of having the Pfizer vaccination is less than 1% over somebody who is not vaccinated. And here's the bonus is, you know what? If you're not vaccinated, you get to live. And here's the interesting thing now that's going on at blood banks. Blood banks are using the antibodies of only, of only the unvaccinated. Whoops! In Virginia, if you want your child to play sports, they have to go get extra tests done, echocardiograms done on their hearts to even play sports. If they're unvaccinated, uh, no. If they're vaccinated only, why would that be? Because there's soccer players dropping dead all over the planet. The number two woman's golfer on the planet, 23 years old, is out because suddenly, double vaxxed and probably boosted, suddenly she has blood clots. Strange, isn't it? Don't believe me? Go to the next one for me, Heather. This should be a tweet. Is it a tweet? There we go. Thanks, guys. Data from Britain's office. I would scream at Heather, but I'm usually the one that screws it all up around here. Dr. Kat uh, Lindley. Data from Britain's office for national statistics show a stark increase in deaths among children, both single and double vaccinated. I didn't do a very good job cutting this off of Twitter, did I? Double jabbed compared to their unjabbed counterparts. Read the bottom part, and I confirmed that this was true. British children up to 50 times more likely to die if they're vaccinated. This is the truth. This is from lifesitenews.com under uh, Dr. Kat, uh, Dr. Kat Lindley's uh, Twitter post. 50 times more likely to die. 
Congratulations. All this, see, this is all coming out. I prayed that it would all come out. I don't want anybody to die. I prayed that the truth would come out. And right when the truth starts to come out, let's, let's look at this for just a moment. Right when the truth starts to come out where you have, you know what, if your kid's vaccinated in the UK, oh, don't worry, it must be different in the United States because we're substantially different than a British citizen. So all of you that have pimped and hoard vaccines on children, let alone yourselves and you horrid, wretched parents that couldn't wait, that you call yourself liberal, you call yourself liberal and you worship at the throne of Pfizer, you used to hate the man. You used to hate globalist organizations, multinational corporations. Aaron, what was it? What was the Wall Street thing? Uh, Wall Street, uh, Occupy Wall Street. The other day, Aaron couldn't think of Occupy. Now I couldn't think of Occupy. What happened to you? What is it? Yeah, we are. What happened to you 99 percenters? What, what happened to you? you? You camped out in your little in your little tents and you had multiple rapes and, and various other violent crimes, of course, because it's a bunch of Democrats. You, you camped outside of Wall Street and you, you hated these. Com- what happened? What happened? I hope there's a few of you liberals watching right now. What happened to you? You used to hate all these corporations. Now you worship at, at their now you worship at their feet. You're, you're like Mary worshiping you but but uh, you're you're washing the feet of satan himself you love it don't you i just wonder what happened to the left side the what used to be what would be a, a traditional liberal but now you see when you see this data start to come out in the uk where now again like i told you they've shut down releasing COVID vax death information COVID vaxxed hospitalization data those who are hospitalized after being vaxxed with the moderna or with the pfizer vaccination they've refused but now to see the data starting to come out that if your child is vaxxed in the uk they're 50 times more likely to die so then what do you have happen then you have the ukraine happen came guys stealing this from alex jones their plan is one crisis after another but i'm gonna stick with vaccinations for just a minute lee video australia we knew they were going to do this we knew what was going to happen what they were going to do is force you to get vaccinated and after they forced you to get vaccinated tell you that it was always up to you it was always your choice here it is australia if you took the jab lee video and you are unwell or you die it's your own fault according to the powers that be play it for me indemnity i want to make uh something very very clear australia already has vaccine indemnity agreements in place. So no doctor need worry. People who've sadly died um, taking AstraZeneca, and would you be worried if um, one of those uh, people, as I understand it, um, had, or the family claims, didn't get, uh, wasn't fully informed of the symptoms to look out for? Well, we're all responsible for our own health. And when it comes to informed consent and giving consent, to whatever treatment or procedure you may have or I may have, then I'm ultimately responsible for what people do in their health treatment to me. And, uh, and there has been the opportunity uh, for people to visit their GP, to have that consultation. The government has provided that and funded that. And the informed consent process provides the decision to the individual. That's the sort of country we live in. People make their own decisions about their own health and their own bodies. I just realized the videos that I forgot to get. I'll get them for you next time. 
is the numerous, numerous videos of Dan Andrews telling you you don't work, you don't vax, you don't work, as he wasn't the only premier. Obviously, that's Scott Morrison, prime minister of Australia, saying right there that it was always up to you. It was always up to you. You know, it doesn't matter that the, your own governor, which is what a premier is in Australia, Dan Andrews is telling you, you don't vax, you don't work. You don't vax, you don't go to the grocery store. It doesn't matter. But it, it, none of that matters. It was always up to you. How is it up to you if, you don't, if you're not able to make a living without vaccinating? How is it up to you? These people, I mean, the, the absolute audacity of their hypocrisy and their bold face lying is really unfathomable. It's unmeasurable. The audacity it takes to be a bold faced liar, an alleged Christian like Scott Morrison. That's a bold faced lie. You could not work. You could not drive. You could not buy, sell, trade, or travel in Australia or New Zealand without showing your papers in this, the audacity of the prime minister to come out afterwards and say, you know what? It was always your choice. It was never your choice. Now, this, of course, is the United States. A lot of you have probably already seen the story, but I wanted to use it to illustrate what it is that I'm saying here, that it wasn't people's choices. Listen, would I have taken the vaccination to keep my job? Absolutely not. No way. <laughs> you're, looking at, you're looking at a pastor of a church. I never closed. I never social did. I'm talking about, listen, we were jam-packed full. We never closed, never social distanced. Initially, every, a lot of, about 30% of my church hated me and left because I didn't bow to COVID tyranny. They can all you know, kiss, my, kiss me between the hip pockets. However, here's the thing. We never closed. There was videos of us with our, our worship team jam-packed right up on the stage. We didn't do a daggum thing. Not one bit of mitigation. I never even extra clean the church. Our church is always super clean anyway, but I never extra clean the church. You never saw fog teams come out in between services and fog our chairs because anuses spread COVID. Never did any of those things. Nothing. Never closed down. Never will. Nothing. Never vaxxed. Never will. Never did any of those things. So I'm not necessarily relinquishing people of their responsibility but I certainly understand that, you know, somebody getting a vaccination because they're scared to death of not being able to, to provide for their kids. I'm not saying I agree with them. I'm just saying I understand it. I wouldn't do it. I would tell them not to do it. I would tell them to get saved and go by Philippians 4.19 that my God will supply all your need. If God's got to drop pheasant from the sky, he'll drop pheasant from the sky for those that he loves and for those that love him. But I want to use this point where you're going to have these globalists. It's happening in Australia. It's, you're going to see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the Democrats pull the exact same charade. They're going to say, well, it's always your choice. Is it really? Remember, allegedly, we really have way more than 330 million people. That's a 2006 statistic. It's 2022. So really, we probably got 380 or more in the United States, especially with all the illegal immigrants, the illegal aliens. However... Out of 330 million people in the United States, according to the CDC, 220 million of them have been vaccinated. And 100 million have been boosted. That's what they've done. And by force. Remember, you, you, couldn't, be, you couldn't be a federal worker, couldn't be in the military without being forcefully vaccinated. And by the way, you still can't be in the military without being forcefully vaccinated. 
with an illegal vaccination because they're not vaccinating with an FDA-approved drug, which is Comerity, which is not available to anybody, including the military. But I digress. So I want to give you this illustration from the United States that it was forced. Daniel Horowitz tweet. Message from U.S. Freedom Flyers, Dallas, Texas, April 16th, this year, 2022. On April 9th, 2022, American Airlines Captain Robert Snow experienced a severe post-vaccination cardiac arrest inside the cockpit of Airbus 321 carrying nearly 200 souls. So there is the setup for it. Here's him talking from his own from his own hospital bed. Play for him. My name is Bob Snow. I'm a captain. Been a captain for a number of years. My total service with the company is over 31 years. On November 7th, I was mandated to receive a vaccine. Quite literally, I was told if I did not receive the vaccination, I would be fired. This was from our director of flight. So, under duress, I received the vaccine. Uh, now, just a few days ago, after landing in Dallas, six minutes. After we landed, I passed out, uh, I coded, I required three shocks, I need to be intubated. I'm now in the ICU in Dallas. This is what the vaccine has done for me. I will probably never fly again uh, based upon the criteria that the FAA establishes for pilots. I was hoping to teach my daughter to fly. She wants to be a pilot. That will probably never happen all courtesy of the vaccine. This is unacceptable, and I am one of the victims. You can see that this is the actual result of the vaccine for some of us. Mandatory, no questions asked, get the shot or you're fired. This is not the American way. There you go. Now, now was that his choice? Absolutely not. It, I mean, it was, he could lose his job. That's the level of choice they had. That's the level of choice they had in Australia. Many people in the world would actually starve to death if they didn't get, vac- if they didn't get vaccinated. Australians, he probably would survive. He would have survived if he didn't get vaccinated, but he loses his life, his, his livelihood, his job, what he loves, everything. And they will say, because you know what? He could have taken, he could have said no and lost his job, his livelihood, his future, what he loves to do. It was all his choice. It was not his choice. That's Look at what these people offer you. COVID-caving Christians. COVID-caving pastors. COVID-caving Christian leaders. Look what these people offer you. Look at what has happened. Why would you ever follow their dictates? Why would you ever do one thing these people ever tell you to do? I will not. I will never close. I will never vaccinate. I will never mask. I will never capitulate to the media idiots that tell you to do it and the complicit right wingers and Christians that tell you to do it. You know, everybody's big now. Everybody's jumping up and oh, oh, we're maskless on planes now. Why, why, why are you celebrating? Why are you celebrating taking that, taking, give it so, somebody who's celebrating what was taken from you being given back to you? It'd be like somebody who stole your TV, coming it back, giving it back to you, and you applauding them. What are you doing? And listen, I understand, I understand celebrating the judge. If we have time to get to it tonight, I will. I get it. But this is what these people offer. They are horrible people. Think about it. There's 200 people on that Airbus. 
200 people on that plane. My producer Aaron said, thank goodness they landed. He coded on the runway right after he parked the Airbus, 200 plus people on board. And he, car- he took two shocks to get him back. He coded. He w- if there was nobody there, with, with, without a, I can't remember, is it a, AID? A, what is it? AED? AED device? He's done. He's dead. His family, look at, he lifted up his big man's in great shape. I bet you right now he's never had a health problem in his life. I'll bet you right now he has no coronary history. I'll bet you that's the case. This is happening all over the globe. If we had a real media involved, or, the, or, or if the vaccinations were pimped and whored by Republicans to the same degree that they were by Democrats, this would be national news every time something like this happened to anybody who's notable, which every human being is notable, but you know what I mean by that. Wittgenstein video, Robert Kennedy Jr., play it for me. Four companies that make all 72 of those vaccines, which is Pfizer, oh, Pfizer's killing Merck, Glaxo, Merck, and Sanofi. Um, all of those companies are convicted felons. And not only that, they're serial felons. Their business model is committing felonies. These companies, in the last 10 years collectively, have paid $35 billion in penalties, damages, fines for falsifying science, for defrauding regulators, for lying to doctors, and for killing hundreds of thousands of people. Vioxx, which was Merck's flagship product, killed between 120,000 and 500,000 Americans. This was a pill that Merck was selling as a headache pill. Right. And Merck knew caused heart attacks and killed people, (laughs) and they didn't tell anybody. And they knew a certain, you know, we got the spreadsheets that show their bean counters, their accountants, and this is, you're going to kill so many people per dose, we can still make more money, even if they all sue us. In the end, they killed, you know, up to half a million Americans. And they got away with it. They got, they paid $7 billion in fines. Nobody went to jail. And this is, you know. They probably made $100 million in profits. Yeah. So this is a company, these, it it requires kind of a cognitive dissonance to Uh believe that these companies that are lying and cheating on every other pharmaceutical product, every other medical device that they create, are somehow found Jesus with vaccines and aren't lying to us. And the thing is with vaccines, vaccines is the only place they could never get caught because it's illegal in this country to sue a vaccine company. Exactly right. And let's look at some important points here. He's talking about Merck and Vioxx there for just a moment. An interesting point that he made is why is it that all the liberals, and of course, a sizable amount of Christians and a sizable amount of conservatives suddenly believe multinational companies that aren't even based truly in the United States. You ever, I mean, have you ever heard the, lead, the, the CEO of Pfizer? He sounds like a Marvel comic villain from Stuttgart, Germany. I mean, that's who the multi. These are multinational, non-United States regulated companies until they do business inside the United States. But Merck and Vioxx killed a half a million Americans, five hundred thousand people dead. 
from Merck's Vioxx. He said, I love this. Their business model, whether it's Pfizer, Moderna, Merck, is committing felonies. They've paid $35 billion in fines. Felony fines. I'm not saying that all 35 is, but they paid many in felony fines, and a lot of it is felony fines. And the weird thing about it is, one of their biggest cases is classified. People can't even get it, and you don't even know what's happening with it. You can't even talk to the people involved in it. They're, the case itself isn't classified. The witness that I saw talking about this is under a gag order. Why would that be? And why would you ever take their drug? You, I mean, like, like, Robert, like what Robert Kennedy Jr. said there, they've suddenly found the Lord and now they're righteous? I mean, come on. And look at this next slide. This is Pfizer's, this is Pfizer's um, profits. Look at, look at the difference. There's their profit margin. And remember, those aren't necessarily net profits when you see them. That's their profits. They could have, like in 2016, they could have lost $40 billion, but made $38 billion. But look at where their profit margin went. But look, at, look at where it's going. Not, it's, not even, it's not even close to being over. Look at 2021 and 2022. This is what it's all about. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, now it's switched. You can bring it back to me. You look at that verse, which is 1 Timothy. Chapter six, chapter 6, verse 10. It starts off as a general, as a general verse speaking to everybody and then switches to the Christian. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. As you bow to these multi-billion multi, um, dollar international corporations, you bow to their whims you, you are pierced through with many sorrows. But you, O oh man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Those are all congruent verses. 1 Timothy 6, 10, 11, and 12. That's what you're called to do as a believer. Not bow to these people and take their vaccinations in the name of love. In the name of love, you just saw you just saw the statistic I put up a minute ago. The best that they have to offer is a 0.84% improvement of survival of, 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 of being able to survive COVID-19, which is a bold-faced lie anyway. But that's the best they can even put out in the midst of their lake of lies. All right, go to the next one for me. Uh, Metatron tweet, bit of heart failure pandemic since the start of 2021. This is out of Australia. I have no idea why. We're not releasing this data yet in the United States either because the CDC is corrupt, because the NIH is corrupt, because the World Health Organization is corrupt, because Anthony Fauci is corrupt, because Joe Biden is corrupt, Kamala Harris is corrupt, Deborah Burks was corrupt and is corrupt. That's who these people are. That's who Donald Trump put in charge of his COVID response force instead of people like Scott Atlas Instead, instead of people like Robert Malone or Peter McAuliffe, people like that, put them in charge who are actually looking under the microscope at these things and what they actually do to people. Good thing public health is all over it. Where would we be without them? That Metatron says sarcastically. Look at the letter itself. Here it is. This was, this was written to the, the hospital organization you could see on the tweet. Please, can you provide the total number of, number of patients that have been referred to the heart failure diagnostic clinic within your trust for the following years? 17, 18, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022 to date. 
our response. So here's their heart statistics. Remember, always, can you provide the number of patients that have been referred to the heart failure diagnostic clinic? Heart failure diagnostic clinic. 2018, 200 people. 2019, 170 people. 2020, 63 people. Interesting, right? 2021, just a smidge of an increase. Just three times. Three times the amount of the highest year, which was 2018. 603 to their heart failure diagnostic clinic. Why is this not worldwide news? Why is nobody telling anybody to go get a D-dimer test? Why is nobody telling people to go get checked for myocarditis or pericarditis? Why is nobody doing this? Look at the statistical data. This is not a right-wing organization. This is absolute truth. And look what's already happening in 2022, which is only the first two months of 2022. The first two months only add up to more than they had in all of 2021, in all, in all, correction, all of 2020, and almost as many as they had in, two, in all of 2019. If you go by that data, there'll be about 600 612, 620, roughly, people on that list. It'll go up in 2022, and I'll, get you, I'll bet you right now it'll be worse because more people are vaccinated now than there were, was in 2021. Here's an interesting synopsis of the COVID response coming out of Great Britain. Play it for me. Management effectively turned the National Health Service into the National COVID Service for two years, ignoring far worse illnesses like cancer. With a waiting list some fear will reach 12 million, the health impact from the NHS uh, reaction to the virus will, in my view, be far worse than the virus itself. And the impact will often be on younger people in the prime of their life. Like a young mother, for example, who wasn't able to get that lump checked out and who must now say goodbye to her family. The messaging from COVID zealots is universal and almost from a script. The pandemic is far from over. That is what they say. Not much of a pandemic, is it? One that you've got to keep reminding people is there. Of course, it's still there because these people never want it to end. Covid is now an industry. Think of the billions that organisations around the world are making from this potentially dangerous, sure, but largely mild virus. Vaccine manufacturers, mask manufacturers, the producers of PPE equipment, testing companies, ventilation units, the outlets that make those horrific plastic screens for shops and offices, the billions of litres of sanitising fluid, which I think is actually bad for your health. It's all a total money spinner and a racket. And of course, health bosses obsessed with COVID were the ultimate lockdown cheerleaders with their effective pursuit of zero COVID for almost two years, which has placed our health systems under such strain and will do for many years to come. And having demanded policies that absolutely smashed the economy and burdened it with what will eventually be another trillion quids worth of debt, they've actually damaged the cash cow that pays for everything they want. You see, you can't have it both ways. Have your lockdowns if you want to, but as I've said, since March 2020, you will pay the price. It's your bed, baby. You're gonna have to lie in it. Oh, but let's just borrow some more money to pay for more COVID measures to protect the NHS. That's what they'll be saying. And bankrupt the nation and add further to the mountain of debt which we hand to future generations, some of whom. Exact same thing is happening here. 
In the United States, you're wondering about hyperinflation, which I won't get to tonight. It's all COVID's fault. That's the truth. $6 trillion printed out of thin air by the National Treasury, by the Fed, out of thin air. That's why we that's why we have hyperinflation. If you're wondering why everything has gone up, they say 8.5% overall bull crap. It's way higher than that. You go in and buy anything right now, whether it's gas or chicken, it's way more than eight, 8.5% up. We all know that. But you look at what he was just saying. You know they have 12 million people waiting for medical services in the UK. 12 million people under their socialized system, of which, of course, the Democrats want to implement here in the United States is their socialized system. Everywhere you go, where there's a globalist leftist regime, everywhere you go, whether it's globalist leftism inside of a city or a country, you find death. 12 million people waiting for medical services inside of the UK because they were all backlogged over 25 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. People not getting lumps checked, people not going in and getting checked like they should, people having chest pain and not getting it checked, whatever it may be, death all over the place. That's the globalist narrative. That's the globalist leftist Klaus Schwab narrative because they want to lower the Earth's population because they are a bunch of spoiled, rotten, bourgeois, entitled elitists. But here, of course, is the White House's future plans for you. Just in, White House announced the second global COVID summit on May 12th, aiming to bring solutions to vaccinate the world for everyone, everywhere. Yet you sit there and you see the statistics that are coming out, which I already said to you, this is my last thing on vaccinations. 90% in both categories of those hospitalized for COVID and of those uh, and of those dying of COVID are fully vaccinated people in the UK, in Scotland, in Australia, in Israel, and in everywhere that people are actually honestly reporting. And Joe Biden and the leftists, their, their narrative is, their plan is, let's kill more through vaccinations because if we can't get you in the pocket of 41.2 million abortions per year, we'll abort you as a 40-year-old using Pfizer. That's what they want because they are of their father, the devil. Tom, you say this all the time. Correct. They must be identified. They are of their father, the devil. That's what Jesus said. You are, you, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Many people, many Christians refuse to release their COVID narrative to this day. After Pfizer tries to hide their data, after people are dropping dead all over the place, the, the proliferation of vaccine passports around the globe, which couldn't look anything more like the mark of the beast, and then if I could design it for a movie set, and yet they still refuse to relinquish, well, you know, we did it to be safe, we just were waiting to see, you know, how bad it was. That's not the Bible. That's not a Bible verse. Well, we were just, you know, we were being community partners and good neighbors. That's not a Bible verse. The Bible says to come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, 2 Corinthians six seventeen. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship could light have, have with darkness? That's what the Bible says about these things. So what on earth are you doing partnering with them? 
And it's time for many Christians to come out and say it out loud. And if you're a Christian leader, you need to do it on social media, as a live, as a Facebook live. I was wrong. I never, I have yet to see a pastor do it. I have yet to see a pastor actually say in public, I was wrong. I never should have closed. I never should have locked down. Now you have people dropping dead all over the planet from this vaccination. Billions of people have been vaccinated. And you wait, this is the biggest cataclysmic event that has ever struck the globe. And that includes world wars. Watch, watch and see what happens. It has only just begun. Many of you think that we've had these, this COVID vaccination for a long time. No, most people hadn't even been vaccinated yet as of, as of, as of a year ago. They had not been vaccinated yet. It, it, we are just now entering into, well, we're in the middle of April now. But even at this point, most people had not been vaccinated. This has only just begun. The ticking time bomb has just begun because it's a one to seven year process. If you believe the people that I have, that I have put out, that I have been studying, the Peter, the Peter McCulloughs of the world, the Robert Malone's of the world, the Dr. Charles Hoffs of the world, the Ryan Coles of the world, the people that are actually looking at dissected slides with human cells underneath them after they've been injected with the Pfizer poison, or the Moderna poison, the AstraZeneca poison, the Johnson & Johnson poison, some of which is mRNA, some of which is not. Moderna and Pfizer are. You look at the Thomas Rents lawsuit, and basically every sickness, illness, disease, and infirmity has gone up between 200 and 1,000% in one year in the military. Think about these things. And there's many Christians that need to come out and say, I am so sorry I hoard the vaccines to my church. I am so sorry that I did that. And I've yet to see pastors do it. As a pastor of a church, I'm saying, why are you not doing it? Are you a coward? Are you so prideful and arrogant that you will not say that you're wrong? A lot of them, they've jumped on board the anti-COVID train now. But they've never come out and said they were wrong for the six months their church was closed or mitigated or alcohol gelled or masked. They've never come out and said they were wrong. If you never come out and say you're wrong, what does your congregation think right and wrong is? You're a poor leader or you are a coward and you need to come out and say I was wrong. Now I say all that as I enter into my favorite part of the podcast tonight, which I have titled Bunny Joe. I love these videos. Some of, I know that all of you, basically, if you're watching this podcast, you are informed, unless you're the few liberals that are watching. Leftists, actually, I don't like to call them liberals anymore because they're not liberals, they're leftists. But this, are, this is Joe, Joe Biden, and we have to ask ourselves, who is running the country? Is it the Easter Bunny or is it Joe Biden? Play it for me. She's telling me, just sit, don't move. <laughs> She's a teacher. I'm the teacher, you know. <laughs> okay, just stay. She's telling me, just sit, don't move. 
She's a teacher. I'm the teacher, you know. Welcome to the South Lawn. Thank you and happy, happy Easter. <laughs> All right. Wait. Wait. Welcome to the South Lawn. Thank you and happy, happy Easter. <laughs> All right. So really, we have a choice. It's either Jill Biden is running the country as she tells the president of the United States, just sit. The president of the United States, you just sit. Or the Easter Bunny, which is obviously a political operative. We all know that somebody in the Biden administration running around in the Easter Bunny outfit because they don't want the very hindered president of the United States wandering around talking about policy. At the moment, the Easter Bunny came up to him and waved him away. He was talking about Afghanistan, which is the greatest military atrocity that's ever happened in the United States because it was a complete abomination to all that we are about. But anyway, I digress. So you have... Jill Biden or the Easter money is running the United States of America. Dr. Jill, who's not a doctor, telling him to sit and telling him to wave. This is what you get when you strap masks on your face in the name of love, knowing that they're lies. Lies. All right, now the pervert, the pervert section of the show tonight. Terry Schilling video, We Are at War. Play it for me. Aware of any time in American history when an attorney general has directed the FBI to begin to intervene in school board meetings? We are at war. A year into one party rule, the woke left has launched a full frontal assault on families. So they kicked out all of us who were anti-mask and here come the cops. They've criminalized being parents. This is not illegal. According to the left, your kids don't belong to you. We have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents. They spent decades preparing for this war to indoctrinate our kids into hating their country and hating us. Because of the fifth grade teacher who lined those students up. And the white ones needed to apologize to the black ones. And it's more than just schools. It's Hollywood. It's the news media. It's corporate America, big tech, and big pharma. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. The woke army has all but eliminated the basics, and they've replaced it with anti-science and racist ideologies. I teach my students that there's a whole spectrum of gender identities. <laughs> this lady yelled at me for being a dude in the women's restroom. I'm a girl. They've excluded parents from their children's medical decisions. Maribel Duarte says her 13-year-old son accepted the COVID-19 vaccine at school when someone offered it in exchange for pizza. And even worse, they're normalizing pedophilia. Imagine that an adult male uh, wants to have sex with a 12-year-old girl. Imagine that she's a willing participant. It's not obvious to me that it is in fact wrong. Sexual assault is swept under the rug. Our kids are now more depressed and more suicidal than ever. The left is winning this war. The only way we fail is if we fail to fight. And we need our own army. The parents, the most powerful group of people in our country, we're taking the wheel back. This is a battle for the very soul of our society. This is a battle of good versus evil. And this is a war that we cannot afford to lose. The left is right about one thing. It is about our children. Are you ready to fight? Join us at American Principles Project. So there you go. Great video by Terry Schilling. It is an absolute war and we need to jump in. Why? Look at this. Play it for me. Oddly queer in my classroom. So the other day I had a kid come into school um, and they were carrying like a tray of cupcakes and they were arranged so that like they 
tops of the cupcakes were frosted as blue, pink, and white so that they were arranged in the trans flag. Um, and this kid was so proud carrying them in. They were just elated. Um, and I think they brought that in as a way to come out. And they had saved one cupcake just for me at the end of the day. I'm a specialist teacher, um, so I didn't see them that day. But they came to my classroom later that day, knocked on my door, and were like, hey, we saved this for you. And they gave me the very last cupcake. It's those things where you know that your presence makes a difference and assures a kid that, hey, you're safe and it's okay to be you. That's why it's important. So what does that have to do with reading, writing, arithmetic, history? What does that have to do with it? What, why, why are children in school? I mean, what exactly are they doing there? And then you have to ask, why is that woman in school? And I'm going to call her, call her exactly what she is. I don't care that she calls herself gender fluid. I don't care. She's a she, and then you have he's that are he's, and I don't care if they have lipstick on. It's just like the guy in the video there with his deep guttural voice saying that he's a girl and got told to get out of a woman's restroom. And all the churches that took PPP money, your millions and millions of dollars, don't worry, the feds are coming to tell you that you have to have transgender bathrooms inside of your evangelical churches, and you're in debt to those people by, by million, with millions and millions of dollars to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. Ron DeSantis responding to all the liberal madness inside of our school system. And Florida is fighting back. The land of the free, the home of the brave. Play it for me. You know, math is about getting the right answer. And we want kids to learn to think so they get the right answer. It's not about how you feel about the problem or to introduce some of these other things. It's there's a right answer and there's a wrong answer. And we want all our students getting the right answers. And so most of the books that did not meet Florida standards for whatever reason happened to be in the early grades. Uh, as you get into the older grades, most of those books did meet the standards, but um, uh, we're gonna continue to focus uh, the education on the actual strong academic performance of the students. Uh, we don't want things like math to have you know, some of these other concepts introduced. It's not been proven to be effective. And, and quite frankly, it takes our eye off. Sums it up perfectly. Math is not about how you feel about the problem. It's about the correct solution to the problem. That's it. Life is very simple. It may be hard for some people, but life is very simple. You are a male or you are a female. Two plus two equals four. It's not about that I feel like it should, that it should equal six or five. It equals four. Just remember the Democrats, the, the, the Democrats, and sadly, many capitulating Republicans who don't have the guts to stand up to the Democrats want the infiltration. Notice that he said that most of these people that are trying to change math into a feelings-based curriculum are not doing it at the high school level. They're doing it at the, at the elementary level, just like they're trying to do with CRT. Oh, it's, it was, it's not CRT that we're putting. I showed the video of teachers sitting there talking back to one another. Oh, we renamed it. It's no longer CRT. It's TRC. It's, no, it's RCT. That's, that's the games that they play. And they're playing them. The, the, the attempts inside the state of Florida were K through three. K, K, kindergarten through third grade. Six through, what, nine-year-olds? Six through eight-year-olds? Five through eight-year-olds? Whatever it may be. That's who they're trying to indoctrinate. And here's the answer. This is, this is why you're seeing it. Corey A. DeAngelis, 99.45% of campaign contributions from the National Education Association, that's all your teachers, 
have gone to Democrats in the 2022 election cycle. The people who want men in women's restrooms, the one who want, the ones who want men to call themselves women and women to call themselves men, who want to demonstrate putting a condom on a cucumber to a third grader, those, those people are the ones who are contributing all of their money, not to Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is not getting the cucumber rubber money. That would be coming from the, 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 all that money is going to the left. The condom cucumber money is going to the left. The the, the transsexual hour at the library is going those all their dollars that's going to the left and is coming from the left per just enough time to cover this breaking 9-11 tweet most of you know this news i'm just going to cover it briefly because i want to give credit where credit is due and do enjoy the victory although listen it's a victory but where was this 25 months ago why would you ever put a mask on that doesn't work well it's it's to show compassion how is a mask not working compassion for somebody I, I will never understand that argument that I've heard Christians espouse. Breaking a federal judge in Florida has voided the national mask mandate covering airports, planes, and other public travel. Thank goodness that it did happen. I'm glad for it. Here's the judge that did it. The judge who just overturned the mask mandate on airplanes is Catherine Kimball Mizell, 35 years old, former Clarence Thomas clerk, appointed by judge and confirmed by the Senate right before the lame duck session ended in 2020. Great job to this judge. But my only question, not to the judge, but to everybody, is why on earth did it take 25 months of 15 days to flatten the curve? Here's some of the announcements. Play it for me. April 18th, the Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. So there's, there you go. So there's, there's the thing. And again, I'm not trying to, to overdo this, but I will just say, why is everybody jumping up and down about getting rights back that were stolen from you? I will never get that. I mean, it's great. I'm glad the judge stood up. She hasn't been around that long, so she certainly did it in a timely manner. But where were all the Republicans? Where were the federal lawsuits about this? Where were, where were all the big-name Republicans that had masks on their face for months? Where, where was the church? Where was this, why, why were you not standing? Why were you still? Why were people even booking flights if you didn't have to go? If you didn't absolutely have to go, then why were you capitulating and getting on flights? See, these people, all of them, we need to remember that at a moment's notice, these companies, whether it's American Airlines, United, Delta, these people were very complicit and very tyrannical. We can show you one video after another of their tyrannical uh, you know, uh, authority that they just loved, their tyrannical enforcement of an unconstitutional mandate. The CDC told everybody that if you, they have no right to do that. Absolutely no right, and everybody capitulated to it. I refuse to fly. I will not fly. I would never fly under those circumstances. The only times that I flew was privately during those times. I will not fly and wear a mask. 
I will not do, I will not walk into a store and wear a mask. And I know sometimes you had to, I get it. People had to have eye exams and things like, I understand that. Or to buy groceries, I understand that. But many of people just complied. And they see, that's what they count on. They count on you to comply and just for it to become regular. And then if you happen to get your rights back, you rejoice that you should be frustrated. You should be, you should be infuriated. Many of these people, whether it's Fauci, whether it's Biden, and even, even Trump, these people need to be held accountable for what they've done to us. Whatever's applicable. Some need to be jailed. Some need to be voted out of office. Some need to be bankrupted. Here is Joe Biden's response. Play it for me. Yep. This is wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You did a great job up here. Now, the latest coming off of the news right now is that the Biden administration is seriously looking at challenging this in court. So just so you know, it never ends because they've held on to their emergency powers. And I want to show you this. And of course, the Senate voted or the House vote, I can't remember which, they voted to keep COVID a national emergency. And just so you know, these votes are pretty much along party lines. The Senate voted 57-40 to repeal the mass mandate. Yay, right? Good, right? Yeah. All 40 of those that voted to keep the mask mandate in place were Democrats, with the exception of Mitt Romney. Of course, they all voted to keep it. So masking, vaxxing, vax mandates, vaccine, vaccine passports have nothing to do, nor have they ever had anything to do, lockdown, social distancing, quarantining yourself, whatever it is that you did, whatever stupid thing people did, never had anything to do with your health. It all had to do with controlling you, distancing you, marketing off of you and subjugating you that's what it's been about from day one back here thursday night 8 30 do not miss it love you all thank you for sticking with me although i was off for two weeks i really appreciate it love you all back here thursday night 8 30 god bless you lots of other churches are closing they're done and i'm talking about even churches that were small mitigators you know what, you come in, we're, we're keeping our church open, but make sure everybody sits six feet apart. Make sure that you've got alcohol gel on. You can mask if you want. You can do what you just feel comfortable. Bring your own lawn chair, sit in your COVID clumps, but we're actually open. It's absolute insanity. We are never going to be involved in any of that garbage ever. The thing is, we're never gonna close. We never will. That's the way that it is. I don't care who the governor is of Florida. I don't care who the president is, is of the United States. The Constitution says we have freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, and we will stand. We will stand, period, always. We will stand. We will not. And this is what happens when you do stand and you implement the Word of God. sewing
planting seed into the southern outpost of freedom. There is no other church like this one. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Lord. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Praise you, Lord, for this building in Jesus' mighty name. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program and we look forward to you tuning in next time.